This episode of Ghosted in West Virginia is brought to you by Right Live. Weddings, private events, band and DJ bookings, live sound, and more. Contact Right Live for all your event needs. We are dedicated to providing entertainment, promotion, production for all of your special events. Contact them at rightliveevents.com, rightliveevents at gmail.com, or on Facebook at Right Live. Until then, enjoy Ghosted by Right Live. You're listening to Ghosted in West Virginia. Possessors, obsessors, and oppressors. I am your humble host, Alec McCann, and with me as always, Julia. Baby is asleep. Holla. And we also have a very special guest with us. Our son, Oliver Scott, got his middle name from this man, please. Welcome, Scotty. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. He is Julia's cousin, and he is awesome. So, uh, we are poorly prepared this week, so we decided that we were just going to uh, go through a, um, a book that we ordered of ghost stories and tell them around the table. And by table, I mean the floor with candles on it. That are arranged kind of creepily. Yeah. Well, that was mainly so we could see what was said. Mm. I mean, if it's on the outside, we can't see Right? You don't want to sit in the middle of all the candles? Like, we're, we're a in sacrifice? A ring. We should be in a ring. Get the salt. Somebody get the salt. Right? <laughs> I ain't trying to have that. And I'm going to tell you what. If the fish tank blinks, I'm out of here, you two. All right? Because now you've made these candles something sinister. All, all with all your salt. Hey, we didn't light them. You did them. <laughs> like I said, let there be light, man. This was a different thing. What are you doing over there? Taking a picture of the wax. All right, so our first story uh, comes from the book, and all of them come from this, Coffin Hollow and Other Ghost Stories. I'm not sure if these are true stories. Hold on. Um, I don't know. It doesn't say. But they all come from, uh, well, this is funny. They're stories of West Virginia, Uh but it was published in Kentucky, Lexington. Mm. I mean Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky, Lexington. (laughs) You know. Dyslexia. That last bit didn't come out your mouth right. (laughs) All right. I may have been wrong about being able to see. It was, I'm going to catch shit on fire. Okay. It was a cold night, and with the chilly air came lightning and thunder. Soon the rain began to come down in torrents, and no one was out except for one man 
still striving and driving as fast as he can. He definitely maneuvers. It. Okay. Um. <laughs> that was part of the book. I was like, oh. A young traveler who. Breaks into rap. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, all right, that's from the script. This is the best West Virginian ghost stories book ever. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> anyway, um, so he, uh, a young traveler, because his horse had gone lame, was forced to go on by foot. I believe that is colonial speak for he shot that dude. And his horse gone lame. <laughs> I bet he did. He's out running back mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> so we get back to it, and there's a, he, he finds a house. Uh, a large old mansion, and he knocked, uh, but it went unanswered, so he called out, is anybody home? There was no response. Lightning and thunder echoed over the hills as if on cue. (laughs) 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 And the weary traveler turned the doorknob. To his amazement, he found the door unlocked. It shrieked and creaked on its hinges when he pushed it open. Probably the old mansion was deserted. Yet, strangely enough, the room seemed to be furnished. That would be my first sign to be like, okay, I'm trespassing. Let me get out of here. Someone must live here. Sorry about that. So, he gets... He uh, uh, loses his place. Um, in the story, there we go. The traveler <laughs> shut the door and went to a chair. Folding his damp coat underneath his head, he prepared to go to sleep. And was that the really long one? That was the bent one, yeah. Mm-hmm. It went out before everybody else? Yeah. Yeah, probably because it was bent over the flame. It is. Uh-huh. probably took it. Getting wax on my floor. Well, we can scrape that up. Yeah, it'll come right up. <clears throat> It's okay, honey. Don't hate me. Folding his damp coat (laughs) under his head, he prepared to go to sleep. He had begun to doze when suddenly the old grandfather clock... Clock. What? (laughs) (laughs) What a way to be awoken. (laughs) What? Hey, Grandpa... I didn't know this was your home. <laughs> I see you're up to your old ways. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Man. Uh, where was... Oh, Grandfather. The cock for yes. <laughs> It started to strike 12. <laughs> what a neat trick. Down the winding staircase came... Oh, a- I, th- I thought you were going to say something about a stick. <laughs> You thought I was just going to start riding from there? I really did. I he really said, thought you were about to go Dr. Said, Seuss. I came on this podcast of Dr. Seuss. Um, he started to strike 12. Down the winding staircase came a young girl carrying a lantern. The youth jumped to his feet and said, The! The? That must be a curse word. Because it just cut the word out. It said the blank door. So we don't know. Three letter word. Three letter cuss word. What we got? Ass. The, the ass door. 
<laughs> the donkey door was loose and open. So I walked in out of the rain. First of all, you lied. You knocked on the door. Nobody came to the door and you said, let me walk up in this. Let me see what's up in here. I actually think the grandfather came to the door. <laughs> no, he fell asleep. Oh, oh. Yeah, he went to sleep, and that's when the grandfather clock. Clock. Oh, see, you got me. Yeah. Other things. That's yeah. It, well, I mean, penis on the brain, whatever. <laughs> so I walked in out of the rain. The I girl he's just. already inside. Yeah, yeah, he's lying to this woman. Okay. The girl just smiled and vanished into another room. Soon she became, or she came back carrying a tray of food and steaming hot coffee. She gestured for him to eat and then extended one of the cups to him. The girl did not make one sound. Instead, a mysterious smile played about her lips. Leave! Ain't no go. I don't care who you. You broke into this person's house. If she is a normal person, she ain't gonna smile, or she's smiling because she just killed you. Right. Go ahead, drink that. By all means. <clears throat> Never had a traveler tasted such fine food. Yep, she killed him. Antifreeze. When the meal was over, the girl gathered up the tray and went back to the town. I said antifreeze like I didn't just say he, this dude put his horse down. After a while, <clears throat> when she did not return, the man began to smell what he thought was wood smoke. Afraid that something might have caught fire in the kitchen, he ran into the adjoining room. <clears throat> there was no girl, and things seemed to be in order. Thinking that there was another way out of the kitchen and the girl had probably taken it, the sleepy youth wandered back into the next room and sank into the chair. Not another thought came to his mind as soon as he was asleep. I'm sorry, but I don't think too much came to his mind on a regular basis. Probably. His thing was, this ass door was <laughs> open, and, and just march on in. And I walked in, because it's rainy. Nah, man, you knocked, nobody came to the door, and he said, oh, okay. Well, I just shot my horse. Yeah. Gotta so, have somewhere to go. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, <clears throat> oh, this is oh, this is gonna get good. All right, here we go. This is also gonna get dark. The atmosphere is ruined. It's my fault. <laughs> um, and the dog is snoring quite a bit. So he, he uh, like a bear. Not another thought came to his mind, and soon he was asleep. Before he knew it, morning came. Birds twittered outside the window. See, twittered is a is a word that was used before the internet, children. Just wanted to remind you of that. You're not the center of everyone's universe. Um, <clears throat> and handing out life lessons and losing my place. A tray of fresh food was before him, and when he looked up, there stood the smiling girl. Probably she was a deaf mute, he thought, as she never spoke. <laughs> or she just doesn't speak to strangers and just waltz into their house. <laughs> the traveler thanked her for the food and shelter and finished eating and said good day to the girl, telling her to look him up if she ever needed a favor. 
As he entered the outskirts of town, he was met by a mob who led him off to the sheriff's office. It seemed that an old man had been beaten very seriously during the night. Everyone in town was pointing to it, pointing an accusing finger at any stranger who arrived. Just like, just like what happened to good old Jim Roberts. <laughs> you remember Jim Roberts? I don't know. The stranger who came in and got hung from the tree, but he was too short or too tall. Oh. And his feet barely. Maybe. For the Whaley House. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the other. The, no, I don't ever remember no, people's names. No, but you names. remember the attorney? This yeah. is what's great about that. The, so the accused, his name was Jim Roberts. Yankee Jim, I believe. Yankee is what they, Jim. Yankee Jim is what they called him. The prosecutor, his name was also Jim Roberts. But they were not related. And this Jim Roberts said that the other Jim Roberts was stealing a boat, which he, he did steal. But he was stealing the boat to take it onto open seas for a life of piracy. This is back when they were getting close to a car. Okay. So the cars ran out. Well, no, but I'm... He's going to steal this little boat to go be a pirate on the open seas? Like, this isn't castle times. He's not going... <laughs> He's not Somalian. He's not a pirate. He's just he's just still on the boat because y'all are terrible. He's trying to get out of town. Um anyway, so everyone in town was pointing a finger at everybody. So far all suspects were able to justify their whereabouts. Could the traveler out or once inside the sheriff's office, he was asked where he had been during the night. And when he explained about the be, uh, being at the mansion and how grateful he was for the warm hospitality he extended him, a few of the men laughed. But some of the elder men frowned. Elder men? <laughs> Elderly men frowned Elders. and walked away. I gotta lock you up, boy, said the sheriff. That's one story that just can't stand true. The old Cathcart mansion was the only one near here. And it burned down five years ago. There was nothing to do. (laughs) There was uh, nothing to do. Was that italicized? (laughs) No, I just realized that he's an old town sheriff. And this dude was riding a horse. So he he came into West Virginia, wherever this is. uh, Hot with the cowboy accent. Um... (laughs) There was nothing to do except lock the traveler up in jail. After the morning hours dragged into the mid-afternoon and the earlier confusion had died down, the young traveler had time to think, Sheriff, why don't you and I drive out there and take a look at the place where I stayed? Maybe it can prove my innocence. (laughs) Well, being kind and considerate, the sheriff agreed. After all, the man did not have a guilty look, and that was extremely necessary for crime fighting in these days. Right. Didn't have any options. No. Uh, you could or you could be a different race. That was surefire way, but you know, if you if you were if you were a different race and they had also had an outsider that was white, they'd go for the different race. And be like, oh, I'm sorry for bothering you, sir. Yeah. You Swedish person. <laughs> Hitching up a horse and buggy, the two men started toward the outskirts of town. 
Before one comes to or before one comes to the Cathcart estate, a turn in the road obstructs the hort oh, the house from view. There we go. That's how you read that. As they drew near this turn, the young man said confidently, See Sheriff, that place is where I stayed. But instead of a big white mansion, there was only a red brick chimney starting or staring upward with charred ashes on the ground. The sheriff put a comforting hand on the shocked traveler's shoulder. I'm sorry, boy, but now you can see for yourself. That place burned down five years ago. Old man Cathcart's daughter, who people claim was mentally ill, because <laughs> she always smiled, burned to death. <laughs> Hamilton Cathcart tried to save her, and he was badly burned. He died later in the hospital. Well, the traveler hung his head sadly as the carriage headed back to town. The only witness in the world who could save this man, and she wasn't there. <laughs> who was the woman he had seen? Cathcart's daughter. Yeah. Right? You idiot. I got burned it. Gee whiz. Who, who are you? Well, I Wait, did just tell you, I but just whatever. I just want to know why she would be smiling if she got burned up in a fire. I don't know. That would not be my last... I feel like on my face. Well, maybe it was just something that was stuck with her, because she that's always did it. Yeah, so she was just oh, you know maybe smiler. Maybe the implication is you take your mental illness with you. Oh. If you yeah. become a ghost. I feel like you'd look more like the painting from Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the? Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do like that painting. <laughs> I do too, but I feel like that's what she should look like. <laughs> Not smiling. <laughs> um, that would add creep here. effect too. So, right? Yeah. Could it be that he had seen a ghost? The sheriff was talking. Yes, sir. It was rumored that the old man Cathcart was carrying on a feud with Charlie Pickens. Oh, that's a great name. Over some love affair between Melissa Cathcart. Uh-oh. And young Charlie Pickens Jr. Oh, yes. You know what his wife's name is? What? Cherry. Cherry Pickens. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to steal that. That was a dad joke. You're ready. You're ready. <laughs> Some folks think Pickens set place or set the place on fire, hoping to destroy Cathcart and his young daughter. There was no evidence against him, so he went free. Well, of course there was no evidence against him. He set fire to the place. Right. Well, you, this is the origin yeah. point. You're riding horses. Yeah. You don't know <laughs> where the origin point is. Uh, let's see here. Before old Cathcart died, his last words were, I'll get even with the one who did this to me. He'll pay. Yeah, people didn't pay much attention to him. As they figured he was <laughs> out of his head. Now the sheriff lit a pipe and drew a long breath. The young traveler asked, well, What happened to the old man Pickens? Well, that's why we're holding you, the sheriff answered. Old man Pickens was the guy that got beat up. If he dies, you'll be tried for murder. Right now, you can't prove your innocence and we can't prove your guilt. But if he dies, we'll have you on circumstantial evidence. Because that's how the the law works. Right. Well, if he dies and no one can testify against you, you're automatically guilty. <laughs> Good job, son. You yeah. just hit the crap load. So bad for you. 
That's how America works. Uh, no proven uh, innocent. At this, the traveler's heart sank. He asked, Sheriff, why don't we go to the hospital and see old man Pickens? He might help my case. And Sheriff agreed. If old man Pickens is conscious, we may get a few questions cleared up. I'd still like to know for myself if he did set the Cathcart place on fire. The rest of the trip was made in silence. Inside the old two-story hospital, fam- a few members of Pickens' family hurried to the door as the sheriff ans- answered or entered. He's been calling for his sheriff, they said. The sheriff leaned over to the man, or to hear the faint whispers coming from the dying man. The traveler's innocent. <laughs> I burned the Cathcart place, na- and now old Cathcart is getting even with me. <laughs> well... At that instant, a huge cloud of black smoke came out with Pickens' breath. For a split second, flames and smoke engulfed his body. They were gone as quickly as they came and left the body burned beyond recognition. From out of nowhere, a man's voice was heard saying, I got you! I got even with you! The words! Oh, sorry. The words were followed by a harsh laugh. The case was closed, and the traveler went on his way, a free man. But never again did he venture into the strange town. Yeah, no. I wouldn't either. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'd stay far away from there. Do you want the jailer's dog? Yes, I like dogs. I'll take it. It'll be some pet cemetery stuff. I don't know. That one was actually kind of... I, like, if I hadn't done voices, it probably would have been a little creepy. But I couldn't help it. I also switched what I was supposed to do because Old Man Cathcart was the old prospector-sounding dude. Mm. And I should have made the other dude... I don't know what that last one was. It sounded <laughs> vaguely Scottish. Yeah, yeah. But only, like, of the vaguest. <laughs> that was funny. It was a good one. Yeah, it reminded me of the guy from um, The Simpsons. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's who it was. <clears throat> Alright. The Jailer's Dog. Many years ago in the town of Brownsville, Pennsylvania, there was a small jail run by very friendly and a just sheriff. Sheriff Davis and his big dog were usually the sole occupants of the jail. But on one particular night, a boy was brought in who had gotten drunk and destroyed property at one of the local bars. Yeah, sounds like any other guy in my town. Right? (laughs) Sounds like any other guy in any town. No doubt. Especially in, like, Chuck Norris's world. (laughs) Patrick Swayze's. What are some other famous bar fight movies? Birdcage. Birdcage, yeah. Fight Club. Let's just say Fight Club. They fight anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Sheriff Davis locked him up in a cell and proceeded to doze off in his bed. His faithful dog, Rusty, laid at his feet as usual. And he should train the dog to bring the keys. And then he right. <laughs> in the middle of the night, the sheriff was awakened by the barking of his dog. He jumped to his feet and saw the darting figure of the boy dashing out of the door of the jail. Well, called that one. Without thinking, he grabbed his gun and fired over the boy's head. The bullet was defective, as often was the case in those days. 
And instead of following a true course, it dropped, hitting the boy in the base of the skull and killing him instantly. Ma'am! Oh, not what I was expecting there. Nope. <laughs> okay. I hope <laughs> this guy feels terrible. Yeah. For taking a life. Uh, let's hope he doesn't do something to the poor dog. Sheriff Davis was never the same after that. Although still running a very good jail, he was no longer kindly towards fellow humans or to his old dog, Rusty, whom he had loved so dearly. Well, we don't love people who don't love their pets. Exactly. Now the big dog no longer slept at his feet, but spent the cold nights tied to a pole in the back of the jail, along with his wife. (laughs) he's an asshole he's not married (laughs) oh man that was a good slip in that had me me going it's just like alright I don't like anybody I I can't get rid of you but I'll lock you up in the back (laughs) yeah exactly so you can catch on fire you just sleep with the dog bitch (laughs) <laughs> Zoe, back! You're gonna catch on fire. You're not smart enough to be around flames. She said, "Oh, you ain't tying me up nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sit right here. Look at her. She said, "I'm staying." Look, right. she said, "You guys can't, you can't have fun." Come on, you can be the fourth person. Lay down. Uh, man, that was a good one. Right. Yep, yeah. I'll try to do another one. Here. Davis was also known to take his problems out on Rusty by kicking him and mistreating him. Oh, yeah. That's already not going to work for me. I hope this dude does. Yeah. Um, The one he shot better come back and do something to him. Tie him up to the pole. That's what needs to happen. The dog had grown very unfriendly towards his master, who no longer fed him. Well, fitting. The neighbors, with whom Rusty was still friendly, now provided his food. But whenever Davis appeared, the dog immediately flew into the mad fit of rage, snarling and snapping viciously until the man beat him into quietness. I don't like that man. No, me either. Like, I don't get what his deal is. One day, Rusty gnawed through his rope and ran away to one of the houses nearby, only to be dragged home by Davis, who again proceeded to beat him into his submission. This time, Rusty no longer stirred. The next day, he was buried by the neighbor's children, who loved him and gave him the only kindness that he had knew. This is sad. This is worse than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, like, the dog was going to get shot, like, on accident or something. (laughs) This is way worse. Yeah, way worse. That's not what I was expecting. He didn't get shot. He just lives a depressing life. Terrible. Davis grew worse and turned to bottle drinking, to excess. He lost his job as the sheriff, stayed around the jail just to keep it clean, basically became the janitor. That's depressing. <laughs> he was thought to be crazy for often... <laughs> he was thought to be crazy, which we're a little crazy, for often in his drunken rage, he would yell, scream, threaten, and plead for Rusty to stop following him and haunting him as he very much deserved to be yes Mm -hmm. i'm glad it was the dog he (laughs) 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 
I hope it got that I Jules. hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> he often heard snarling and footsteps behind him, although nothing could be observed by anybody else. One night, he was drunker than he usually was. He flew past the startled new sheriff and out the door yelling at a non-existent foe. He was found the next day, laying beside the post to which Rusty used to be tied, with his throat completely ripped out about the ground where the footprints of were the large dog. Good. Oh, yes. That's exactly the outcome I needed. The sheriff had heard the howling of a dog in the wolf preceding night, but he had thought little about it. None of the dogs or wolves were ever found in the area. And wolves were very seldom even seen. There were no dogs. That is, dogs large enough to do the damage that had been done, except for Rusty. Good oh, right, boy, Rusty. Rusty. Yeah, he deserves that medal. Somebody get he him. He does. Put him on a, uh, the Smithsonian or something. It's also weird to think that West Virginia was part of like the western frontier. Because when I think about westerns, I think of like... Like Arizona type yeah. places, yeah. like desert. yeah, desert, sand, dirt, Virginia. tombstone. That's what right. I think. Tombstone. I don't think. Well, hi, partner. Get your crocodile Dundee <laughs> head on him. Let's go. It's not All crocodile right, Mr. Dundee. <laughs> it's not even crocodile Dundee. <laughs> what is the dude that wore the raccoon hat? Davy Crockett. Why oh. am I dumb? Why am I dumb? Oh, not Johnny Appleseed? That's no, what no. I was gonna I'm say. related to him. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. John Chapman. I don't I don't quite live Tracy up to that Chapman's name. mom? <laughs> Her dad? Yeah, Johnny Appleseed, cousin? this famously <laughs> this famously male dude <laughs> was a mother. <laughs> you know what? I laugh, but I'm sure that's on the way. <laughs> I'm sure that's on the way. We won't. We won't even need you guys anymore. Oh God! You guys are on the way out. That's. I'm just marking your days. I'm telling you what. I ain't ever gonna go through it because I, I saw. I saw twice what happened. I don't want no. Well, you ladies are stronger than us men. I'll tell you that. I ain't pushing. I I cry if I have to. I'm dreading kidney stones. I ain't looking forward to it. Well, maybe you won't get them. You better hope not. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. This one is called Coffin Hollow. On a point of land just below my home is a very old cemetery. The cemetery contains the graves of some Civil War soldiers who died during the Jones Raid. It is said that one of these soldiers was killed after being captured by the Yanks. This gallant Confederate soldier fought long and hard before being shot in the leg by some identified traitor. He was then taken prisoner, loaded on a wagon, and started on his way to prison. I I feel like this story is going to have to come with a, these are the words of the book. We are not necessarily saying anything. <laughs> Jules. Someone else is saying something. Though. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're not saying he's a gallant Confederate soldier. We're just saying... It's the books. Okay. Now, a certain Yankee captain had seen his brother shot down by this soldier and hated him for it. 
He set out in pursuit of the wagon, caught up with it, and like the lowly Yankee dog that he was, wow. he placed a bullet through the rebel's head, killing him instantly. Oh, my gosh. Right. Quick execution there. The rebel was buried in the cemetery previously men- mentioned and was forgotten. <clears throat> Some years later, however, the Yankee captain moved to Monongah and began courting a girl from Watson. To get to this girl's house, he had to ride past the cemetery where the soldier was buried. On the first night that he passed the grave, he heard a loud rumble and then the blood-curdling rebel yell. Looking up toward the cemetery, he saw the soldier he had killed seated atop his coffin, riding it over the hill toward him. Shouting, (laughs) Mom, Mom, Mom! The ex-captain gave a scream, wheeled his horse around, and ran for home. Mm-hmm. The ghost followed him only as far as the mouth of the hollow, there turning back to his grave. This went on for months on end until one night some of the captain's <coughs> friends found him shot through the head with an apparently very old and previously used bullet. Now these men had heard the captain's story and also knew that the bullet had never been removed from the dead rebel's head, They quickly went to the graveyard and opened the dead man's grave. They found there, to their horror, that the bullet was gone from the rebel's head, and in his hand was a still-smoking revolver. From that time on, the wild rebel scream has never again echoed through the hollow, nor has the dead soldier ridden his coffin over the hill. However, to this day, the hollow where this took place is still called Coffin Hollow, and I can still show you the grave of the dead rebel. Okay, so... I kind of want to see it. I, right? I have just one problem logistically with this story. And that is... How was the pistol still smoking... Under by the, the time that well not just under the dirt <laughs> but by the time they got it out got the coffin out to open it up that smoke well, they probably would have hot boxed so maybe when i don't know i feel it like out of the ground it was like thriller and michael jackson just like <laughs> right coming out of yeah. the like hole in the coffin i don't know it just seems <laughs> seems weird that the gun the gun would still be smoking i mean it it Somebody it's was still, smoking something. It takes a that. long time to to dig up six feet. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So. Because they didn't have, like, tractors and backhoes then. No. So, like, did the ghost just wait until they got in and was like, all right, I'm going to put this little. I want to know how he got his coffin out of the ground and rode on it. <laughs> <laughs> the idea. Yeah! <laughs> like, it's a horse. And is it floating? Yeah. Or does it does it have wheels? Do, do, like, or does it like walk itself? Mm-hmm. You just kind of you just kind of stand on top, and it just. Uh, 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 uh. No, you probably stand in it and close and open the door, and it flaps like wings. <laughs> <gasps> this one has an Earl. Okay. Cause Earl added that. <laughs> Earl boots pot of gold. <laughs> In the late 1880s... (laughs) I knew it. I knew it was coming. (laughs) Earl Booth was considered a wealthy man. He owned a large farm in Barber County, on which he raised cattle and operated a sawmill. 
he was also known for his unusual trading ability. <laughs> through, through his enterprises, he accumulated a small fortune. But instead of putting his money in the local bank, he buried it in several locations on his farm. It was well known in the community that both did not trust banks because Benjamin Franklin set up banks and he fornicated with several French women. <laughs> and Tyra said, smile! <laughs> smile with your eyes! <laughs> and would not deposit any of his earnings with them. Two strangers were traveling through the community and when they stopped at the general store for supplies, they overheard a conversation about Booth's hidden money. After leaving the store, they made plans to go to the farm and torture the man until he told them where his fortune was buried. They waited until he was asleep and after entering through the window, the sound of a crescendo and the blood stains on the carpet. Annie, you okay? You okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> you've been struck by, you've been hit by some dudes and waiting for your loot. <laughs> it fell apart there quick. Uh, with the name Booth. <laughs> <laughs> when they threatened his life, he told them where some of his money was buried, and while one man watched him, the other found a shovel and went for the treasure. After digging a shallow hole, he uncovered a small chest of silver and gold coins, and the man returned to the house, the two talked the matter over and decided they had been tricked. Booth refused to tell where the larger portion of his fortune was buried, and the two beat him to death. Shockingly, they were unable to find the rest of his treasure because he could not tell them where it was. <laughs> but before dying, he was able to place a curse on the two men and said that he would return as a ghost to protect his fortune. Fearing they would be caught, the two left the community, planning to return and find the rest of the money. Three years later, they came back to the booth farm during the night and set up a boot camp in the forest near the far farmhouse. The next night when they started to look for the rest of the fortune and while digging under a large rock, one of the men was killed. When the weight of the rock shifted and crushed him to death, clearly this is the work of a ghost and not physics. I'm waiting for Gandalf to slam his staff. <laughs> the other one, thinking Booth's curse was to blame, attempted to escape. However, as he was riding, a shadow passed across the land. A neighbor recognized him as one of the strangers who had passed through the community on the day of the murder. After some questioning, he admitted helping beat Booth to death. Oh yeah, I did it right. I did it right good. <laughs> Although he confessed to the murder, he never stood trial. Two days later, he was found dead in his cell. Apparently, he died of heart failure. He looked as though he had been frightened to death during the night. And no one has been able to locate Earl Booth's fortune. And some people believe Booth's gold 
or ghost is still <laughs> guarding the gold, which will remain buried forever on his old farm. And that is our episode. <laughs> yes. Awesome. How'd you guys feel? Did it go well for you, Scotty? It did, yeah. It was fun. Is this your first time being on a podcast? Yes, I've never done that before. Well, it's my first time. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. It was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, your accents. My accents. (laughs) Well, they're used to that. (laughs) It happens frequently. Very funny. (laughs) Um, So be sure to uh, check out the links in the description below uh, to our. SPCA GoFundMe, which is not going well. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, we really, really want to help these people out. Um, the person that they are going after, one of the dogs uh, just passed. And uh, he never got to um, even live. He was born at the place and he died at the place. Um and he was an old boy, uh, little an old Doberman. His name was Zoltan, and uh, he just passed today. Wait, was it today? I'm not sure. I mean, it's recent. Yeah, it was recent. But he was a good boy, and uh, the person that did that is is gonna get what's coming to them. But we got to give them some help. They need help. Get some donations for them. They need help because uh, eventually, when justice is served. They're going to be getting a good portion of those animals, um, and they're going to need help. So, like I said, go to the GoFundMe uh, link in the description. Uh, If it's not in the description, because sometimes I forget things, go on GoFundMe and just search uh, Ghosted in West Virginia. You'll find us. You'll find the, uh, the GoFundMe, and you can donate, and you can help. Uh, if you don't want to donate money, but you have, like, old blankets, uh, dog food that's expired, stuff like that, bring it to our house if you live near us and you you know who we are. So bring it to us, and we'll make sure that they, they get there. But, uh, you know, anything that you can do to help. You guys helped uh, Olive Miller quite a bit, and uh, I'd like to see that again for these uh, creatures that can't defend themselves they're i mean they can defend themselves you you take a doberman off too much and and it'll be hard but otherwise you know they're animals they don't know any better so uh that's that um and thank you for listening guys be sure to uh check out our patreon and follow our facebook and instagram that being said good night and remember Curl them feet up because them demons under your bed go for those first. Good night, Los Angeles. Bye. Felicia. You got it.